0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. The
2: Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska.
1: People ask me, were you, uh, you know, were you were, You must have been the class clown. And I say, uh, no, I wasn't. The Bob Seska Show.
0: Uh, National Treasure Eugene Levy From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, January 11, 2022 And this is the Bob Seska Show On the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network Hi, I'm Bob Hello, Bob Hello, day 357 of the Biden-Harris administration 301 days until the 22 midterms I am on Instagram Seska is my handle Go follow me there Lots of personal fun stuff And on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go Oh, and look, sitting right over there It's
2: TV's Buzz Burbank you
0: say bye. You've said
1: it all.
2: Hi. You are you're, you're you're washing down the ivermectin with what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hi. <laughs> I was just speaking to a very odd person backstage. Hi Bob. Hi, hi everybody. Hi. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz and we are the podcast equivalent of Flu Rona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Flu. Yeah, and I'm Rona. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> you got you got flu and myrona. Oh, and and if you haven't heard uh, about the new bogus COVID cure from anti-vaxxers, you're in for a treat. <laughs> it just it's there. Yes. Uh, Tucker Carlson now says uh, Viagra can cure COVID. A- at least that's what he's telling his wife. <laughs> uh, historians say that over. The, <laughs> I'm just gonna charge through these. Historians say that that. Over the over the history of this country, over the history of this country, yeah. over seventeen hundred members of Congress were slave owners. Yeah. But things have really changed uh, today. Senator Cruz is owned by Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> what a weasel! What a slimy weasel that guy is. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so sad news again this week. Such such a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, Beloved comedian Bob Saget, mm-hmm. uh, in, in his prime, leaving us uh, so suddenly. I mean, God, what a fucking asshole!
0: I <laughs> see. He would laugh at that joke. Absolutely. Thank
2: you. Yeah. I believe that's a tribute to. We love him. There you go. Uh, yeah, but here's how bad things have gotten, Bob. Uh, a, a massive, maybe you saw this, a massive meteor exploded over Pittsburgh last week, and nobody even bothered to say, "Don't look up." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and and living in Florida, as you know I do, uh, I'm I, privileged, I, I lucky I get to see a lot of beautiful, a lot of big exotic birds. Mm-hmm. A- and I'm not positive, but uh, this morning I'm pretty sure I saw a Bronda rock headed for the governor's mansion. <laughs> I'm
0: standing
2: by all, I'm standing by see. all of that yeah. <laughs> <is> Rocky Mountain <laughs> Vi.oid being in
1: a gurney. They were looking at Mr. Clean There were rocks and birds and things in their heads And they tried hydroxychloroquine The first thing I heard was this right-winger buzz And this guy with no brains For the livestock, all the stores they were trying They thought it would ease their pain See, I've been taking medicine for horses, it's lame Because I don't want a shot in my veins In the red states, they're taking drugs for their manes Because they don't know how to say names
0: on my there he is Yep, rocky mnt and mike on twitter <laughs> thank you mike
2: <laughs> send your ideas yep. to rocky mountain mike north pole did i step on the vocal there
0: no no you were fine okay. in fact with okay. the delay you were able to post that one yeah it's hard it's hard done.
2: to nail that from here <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah i played that because we got to talk about the uh, anti-vaxxers now Going for the uh, bottles of urine. just Drinking their own piss is what they're doing now, apparently. There's a guy recommending. Now, that's
2: what. As I was asking the guy backstage, is that uh, you wash the inter- ivermectin down with that? Or how does that's that right. work exactly? Or do you drink the urine of a horse who's been given ivermectin? You know, they, they need to think <laughs> you know, this through. See, you're the idea, man. I'm here to help. I called it Operation Warp Pede. See? Yes, that yeah, no, oh, get... was excellent. Yeah. I get one of those. See? Thank you. I'm I'm rubbing off on you. Of course you're getting older. So that's that, that could be it. I know. I'm just, I just thinking, I'm, I'm still toweling off the flop sweat from the monologue. So let me... <laughs>
0: no, the monologue was great. Absolutely good. Um, talk about flop sweat. The last couple of times we've logged in to do the show, oh. I've had to beat my computers with wiffle bats because uh, you, this happens all the time. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time bitching about this. But you guys know how this works with computers where sometimes they just go randomly haywire. And then they randomly fix themselves. It's kind of like our hot water oh, yeah. heater last week. All the time. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And water it's just, heater. It's already You don't heat hot water, so it's just a water heater. That's right. Okay. I'm here to, again. I'm just here to help.
0: Thank you, Captain Grammar. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but this is one of those things where I don't know why this happens this way. Where suddenly my sound computer, my the the computer I use for my soundboard. Suddenly that goes haywire, then the computer I used to connect to Buzz and to connect to Do- Jody and David, that went haywire today. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's it's well, very you're running
2: frustrating. They're trying to run a very sophisticated operation, you know, it's it's, it's rather complicated and... Uh, this is in no way a plug for your Patreon page. It no, isn't. not at all. We not at all. We wouldn't stoop that low.
0: No, but it helps. It helps sometimes <laughs> because I'm not an engineer. I just know what equipment to buy and how to plug it in. And and when That's it goes right. haywire, I don't know what the hell to do with it. I, st- I just start clicking buttons. And what always ends up happening is the buttons I'm clicking uh, just makes it worse. <laughs> and then I've got to backtrack. So it seems like I couldn't hear buzz initially. And then I'm trying to fix Buzz, and then what I ended up doing was screwing my own signal back to Buzz, so we couldn't hear each other. At one point, (laughs) suffice to say, I'm just like, I'm just, yeah, that was me. Five minutes. Take
2: a. Take a, a couple of cleansing, uh, deep breaths, uh, because you're going to need to build up your anger all over again for oh, this yeah. week's topics.
0: Absolutely. So maybe I need a big old-fashioned glass of piss. How about that? Because
2: oh. uh, I don't know. Now, as I saw somebody ask online, a straight up or on the rocks? How does that work?
0: <laughs> never, never piss on the electric fence. Don't piss
2: on- electric <laughs> fence. No, Just don't. No. Stop, stop your, doing it. Into people. your mouth, okay, yeah. but not the electric fence.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: We're going way dark already, dark dark, oh, yeah. and obnoxious. Yeah, you know, it's hard to come on and do this because the jokes were already running rampant on on urine. You know, it's like it's it's okay to eat yellow snow, uh, you know, all that stuff. So it's, oh, after, when you're coming in, when you're the last one through the door, it's hard to, to, to be new. Well,
0: oh, the great irony is uh, later in the show I have a clip from Bill Maher who's accusing liberals of being uh, counterfactual and against the science. <laughs>
2: Well, he's been wrong so far. uh, Yeah, well,
0: god damn it. This kind of shit, this is increasingly pissing me off and and getting me to the point where, uh, well, I've already been disillusioned for some time now. But this is just worsening it, where I just feel like, hey, you know what? Why are we even talking about COVID anymore? We're stuck with it because we just can't solve the problem. We're just incapable as a people of solving a big problem anymore. And
2: and and that goes back to education and, uh, you know, investing in that. Uh, and it's going to take generations to fix. But that's how we got ourselves into this mess. And I always have to remind people of yeah, that. Yeah. It's the lack of proper education that has led us to this insane place. And, you know, one of the beautiful things, actually, about this drinking urine thing is, you know, you know, <laughs> Not every red hat is doing this, you know. Some are, you know. What maybe ten percent of the population, which is absurd, but let's say ten percent of the population is actually doing that. But you know, most, even most Republicans, are not doing that. You're, you're, the Republican who runs your local bank is not drinking his own urine. I, no, I can assure no. you, it's it's some real hillbillies are, are doing this, and 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 people who are completely deluded, uh, your your Q folk. But what's great about this is it gives us something to own them over. You know, we know in our hearts that not every Republican, not every red hat, not every Trumpster is, is drinking urine, but it's fun to say so because that's what they do to us. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes with this shit, you hear it and you think, okay, this is fringe. This is weird. You know, there's a very small percentage of people actually believing this shit, but still it's fun to make fun of them on uh, social media. But then suddenly... It metastasizes. Suddenly, we're hearing Joe Rogan at some point going, Hey, you know what? I had uh, COVID the other day. get COVID for the fifth time, congratulate me, everybody, five times. Now, I think he's only gotten him once. I, I, I
2: think that's, yeah, I think that saying that, uh, you know, saying this, <laughs> that they drink their own urine is our answer to, uh, you know, a lot of their bogus charges about us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so it's an opportunity to take something and run with it. Well, what All I'm
0: right. saying is very often this stuff becomes mainstream at least on that side of the aisle, uh, where ivermectin initially was just like, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe they're eating horse paste. And then before right. you know it, they're getting in prescriptions days, for it and there's Nobel Prizes being won about it. They, okay, in the world
2: right. we live in now, yeah, that's, that's very much the case. It's, it's an upside down world and, right. and education was the only answer, uh, still is the only answer, uh, although it'll take time. But, God, it, we must all keep this in mind. We have so many important battles to fight, saving yeah, the planet, yeah. saving democracy, uh, ending or at least finding a way to deal with this pandemic uh, in a world that is, in fact, upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but education has to be one of the priorities, too.
0: Well, you know, look, if you're going to play around with the uh, the water sports, you're going to do the uh, the whole pee thing. By all means, do it with uh, uh, hookers in your hotel room. You know what? I'm encouraging the anti-vaxxers. Drink you your know, own urine. You, drink, make bottles of it. Freeze it. Turn it into piss sickles in the you, freezer. <laughs> do all that you, shit. Uh, you, enjoy. You, you yeah.
2: scoffed, but none of those strippers got COVID. <laughs> God
0: damn it! Just please don't whiz on the electric fence. That's all we're saying. Don't whiz on the electric Mm -hmm. Or you know what, in fact, go ahead and do it. I don't give a shit. I'm just the point. Please, yeah. Well, you, you, you know, yeah.
2: I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. What you yeah. know, because yeah. they're off the deep end. Uh, the, those who would actually do that. I mean, one nutty guy proposed it. I we don't even know how many people in the room went home and started doing it. Much less uh, people who saw it. Obviously, some people are copying it, and you know, I we, we just can't be responsible for those people.
0: No, we can't. But what we can do is, um, and I had planned to talk about this later in the show, but let's just dig in right now. We can uh, push back against media figures like uh, Bill Maher, for example, Uh, because strangely enough, and I'm going to make this case in a little bit, but Bill Maher and Greg Gutfield basically on the same page where, yeah, two ends of the horseshoe are starting to converge in this case uh, regarding COVID. But there's a video going around um, this morning, at least for the first half of today, Uh, Bill Maher was trending on Twitter, and the reason he was trending on Twitter is because (laughs) there's this clip, and I assume it's from his most recent show. It could be older than that, but he's, he's really super pissy about blue states and their COVID protocols. I wonder why. I wonder why there are COVID protocols right now. Is there any reason? I'm trying to think.
2: Well, it's to oppress. It's the leftist agenda trying to uh, turn this country, not not just socialist, but communist. Yeah, yeah. Even though those are different things.
0: So Bill Maher was talking about liberals and hospitalizations and a Gallup poll. Let's just play this clip, (laughs) and then we can tear it all to pieces.
1: But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5%. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of covid 2 and the mortality rate among children all of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states so if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial shouldn't liberal media have to answer for How did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? Oh,
0: stop applauding. You kiss asses. Stop applauding that bullshit.
2: I I haven't cemented my views on cancel culture, but I'm okay with canceling him. (laughs) I, I, I we'll just start there and I'll, I'll think you know more broadly in the, in the future uh, they, that needs to be stopped uh, the hospitals are overflowing yeah uh, insurance companies life insurance companies got together uh, last mm-hmm. week and determined that uh, the lifespan of working class people of working age people I'm sorry of a prime working age yeah the the lifespans are down by 40 percent. In the, <laughs> the working among that those working age Americans, wow. yeah, uh, they've taken notice of this, and mm-hmm. believe me, the health insurance companies will take notice of this as well. Absolutely, uh, this is these are things that are very real. And uh, Bill Mark can flap his gums all he wants, but it doesn't change the reality that uh, the hospitalizations uh, hospitalizations are at an all time high. Yeah, record right high. now from this yeah. from this mild version of the virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, be very afraid uh, you know this is this is dangerous misinformation on his part and it needs to be stopped because the reality is the overflowing hospitals, the dying children, the dying adults, uh, this is, we're, we're, we're I, I'm not going to be surprised when we surpass a million deaths.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, see, people rely on Bill Maher, and I'm not saying everyone, but certainly no. his most loyal viewers, no. certainly people his audience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people loved that rant that he just went on, and that's the problem. That's one of the reasons, and I'm not saying it's the only reason, but I'm saying it's one of the reasons why we can't. And achieve this, like why? Why we're never going to defeat COVID. If we defeat COVID, it's going to be blind, stupid luck that we do it. Because otherwise, it's people like Bill Maher spreading this misinformation, getting all smug and smarmy with uh, liberals who, in fact, do believe the science. And you know what? Science is not perfect. Sometimes science makes missteps. Sometimes it evolves, science it has it to learns, correct it exactly grows, it right. So, smarty pants, Bill failed to mention that the current percentage of COVID-positive people who have been hospitalized Mm -hmm. isn't 1% to 5%. I mean, he was talking about odds, chances. It's, It's not 1% to 5%, though. Right now... 18% of COVID-positive people have been hospitalized for it. Record hospital, as you were just alluding to, we've got record hospitalizations right now. The United States surpassed its record for COVID-19 hospitalizations on Tuesday with no end in sight to skyrocketing caseloads. Tuesday's total of 145,982 people in U.S. hospitals with COVID-19, which includes 4,400 children passed the record of 142,000 set on January 14, 2021 prior to vaccinations being available during the previous peak of the pandemic in this country. So this is where we are with hospitalizations. The current daily average is 135,559. That's that's up 83% over the last 14 days. It's It's now up to 142.
2: 142.
0: Mm-hmm. Hospitals are overwhelmed, and people can't get care for other illnesses. I've been talking to one of our listeners who uh, was on online for a, a kidney transplant and had another complication because of that, requiring surgery. Can't mm-hmm. get the surgery can't because the hospitals are overwhelmed. All because we- we- uh-
2: yeah. With with unvaxed people, and this is a very important point to make, because a lot of people, even people, even progressives, there are a lot of people have come to believe that you can be triple vaxed and you're still going to get it, and there's nothing you can do about it, and so there's no point in trying; it, uh, it just doesn't matter. But uh, that's not true because everyone forgets about the long term effects of COVID. Yeah. But the, that the, you know, so, uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News asked uh, uh, Jen Psaki, I said these people have all been triple. Vaxed and they still got COVID, and you you guys are still calling this a, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yep. And uh, Jen Psaki, of course, uh, more intelligent than Peter Ducey, <laughs> uh, answered by saying, "You're you're 17 times uh, more likely to die and 40 times more likely to be hospitalized." Yep. If you uh, are not vaccinated, then and, and uh, again took him to school. Somebody uh, theorized today that uh, Peter Ducey keeps coming back for more because nobody's ever paid that much attention to his dumb questions before. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think the Duceys multiply with water. I think they're like gremlins. And by God, yes. don't feed them after Tribbles. midnight.
2: <laughs> He's a triple. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, this is all because of anti-vaxxers and misinformers like Bill Maher, who a month or two ago told his audience that COVID was over. Right before this gigantic, unprecedented record spike in COVID infections. He said COVID was over. The daily deaths are averaging 1,653. That's 1,653 deaths per per day okay yes they're mostly unvaxxed people but as long as people are dying at this rate and as long as medical resources are completely overwhelmed we're never gonna get out of this the protocols will never end it's it's, these anti-vaxxers are wagging the dog is what they're doing i'm at the point now where i'm not wishing death on them yet but it's pissing me the fuck off because we can't lead our lives
2: it should because these uh, and and it can be any combination of these qualities uh, because anti-vaxxers who are that because they're ignorant yeah. or because they've they're brainwashed uh, uh, those or because they're just stubborn mm-hmm. because, and there's a lot of that maybe more of that than the others yeah uh, they just flat you know aren't going to do it it's because of those people that uh, our listener can't get. the the kidney treatment that they need, Mm -hmm. uh, it's assholes who are keeping the rest of us out of hospitals when the rest of us need other kinds of care. Uh, the, the hospitals are in fact truly overwhelmed. I don't know how long this will last. I, there's reason to believe it won't last very long, but it's real bad right now. So right now is a real bad time to be out there. I, I question this business of reopening the schools, uh, keeping the schools open, uh, when it's hitting children so hard uh and yes of course it's it's not good to have them online and and, or to have school canceled they need that they need to be there we all agree on that blah blah yeah there's no there's no disagreement there uh but we are in the middle of a pandemic and it seems to me that if you force a school to stay open now uh covid will force it to shut down
0: yeah absolutely i mean look if there was uh if we were talking about terrorist attacks taking Um, out 1,600 Americans every day. And I'm talking about deaths here, including some children, that's for sure. If this was a terrorist attack, I assure you the Republican Party would be speaking a completely different language on all of this. But since this is a virus and since this is somewhat confusing in terms of how it spreads, where the mindset is so... Fucked up and skewed off into la-la land. I mean, last night, Joy Reid was uh, talking to an anti-vaxxer on her show for some reason. And this anti-vaxxer was saying something along the lines of, well, uh, you know, I have natural immunity. Well, she's had COVID twice. Congratulations, natural immunity. It didn't fucking work. And besides, uh, Omicron bashes right through some uh, natural people who are naturally immune. So that's not really... A thing necessarily, See, but the na- point is, natural
2: natural immunity is about as strong as Ted Cruz. It's not <laughs> yeah. not not very strong at all. Uh, and, and whereas <laughs> vaccinated, immunized, a true uh, vaccinated immunity, yeah. uh, many many times more effective mm-hmm. than this so called natural immunity. Absolutely, the natural immunity helps the overall numbers, but look at the hospitals. Clearly, it doesn't help enough.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And in fact, a recent study showed about thirty six percent of people who have had COVID once don't have any antibodies don't have any natural immunity whatsoever it fades. It also it, fades quickly. It certainly yes. does it's not like yes. chickenpox where you get natural immunity and you have it for life that's not how it works and so this is one factor this relates to joy reed's uh, guest from last night and then the other thing is and i think it was either joy reed or one of her other guests made the point that you know you may be okay with getting COVID. you may be okay taking the risk of getting sick but you know what? The person you contact after you get sick and not know it uh, you may get it from you and they may not be able to withstand the effects of the disease as well as you can. That's why this isn't just about whether, and I keep saying this over and over again, it's not about whether you personally get sick or not. Obviously that's a factor, but in the broader sense, in the macro sense, it's about spreading it to other people who might not be as healthy as you. If you you can live with that on your conscience, Bill Maher, if you can live with that on your conscience, Greg Gutfeld or whoever the fuck the guest was on Joy Reid last night, I don't know what to tell you because I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I gave someone this illness and they ended up missing five days of work, money that they could have used to pay rent or feed their kids. Even that mild consequence, relatively mild consequence, you, would keep me up at night. I fucked over this person's life in some minor way. I wouldn't be able to live, to live with, with that. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's And it is about, uh, you know, considering other people. Uh, and And this point needs to be emphasized as well. Uh, if you're exposed to it, if you if you contract the virus, if you uh, have no symptoms at all, or you have just the mildest of symptoms, mm-hmm. uh, even with no symptoms, you can not only pass that virus on to other people, but you yourself uh, can, and there's a 30% chance you will, suffer long-term effects to your heart or your lungs or other major organs in your body, including Mm -hmm. your brain.
0: Yep, yep. And in fact, I'm sitting here in buzz, I'm listening to us talk. (laughs) Sometimes I do that. When I'm talking, I'm listening to myself talk. And I'm thinking to myself right now, holy shit, we're two years into this and we're still having this same goddamn conversation because it's just not getting through to people. And when you have... Professional wise asses like Bill Maher, who knows everything about everything, don't ever challenge oh, Bill yeah. Maher on the facts because right, right. out comes the smug smarm. You just can't break through that. It's like a brick wall. It's like beating your face up against a brick wall. And it's uh, almost as painful as as doing it in real life. It really is. Now that we're this far into it, we shouldn't be having these conversations. We should be talking about sensible strategies to eradicate the virus because we didn't do it when it first showed up because of our previous president. So now we're stuck with it. Seems to we- me, as if here's an example of something that I feel like we should do, which we're, is never going to happen because we're entirely incapable of it, and there's no political will to make it happen. When we get to a point like we were last April, when we were at a low ebb in the infection rate, right. Right. that's when you double your efforts with protocol, because then you smother it, you kill it when it's at its weakest, and yeah, that's me just talking out my ass now, because I know, we- I we know, Buzz, make-
2: that that'll never happen. We, we need to make COVID small enough to drown in a bathtub. That's <laughs> yes. What we need. That's, that's what we need to do. Exactly. Know. Exactly yeah, I, fucking it, right. I can't believe, I mean, we didn't prepare ourselves for, we never expected to be living in an age where a good deal of the populace believes the sky is green. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't, we, we took debate classes and we, we went to debate tournaments and we, we got very good at that. Uh, we, we learned about journalism. Uh, we, we practiced it for years decades. uh, But we never saw uh, this coming where a significant portion of the populace believes the sky is green on any number of subjects, including, uh, of course, COVID. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, meantime, you got guys like Greg Gutfeld. And it's still funny to me that even today, whenever I write about Greg Gutfeld on Twitter, people are like, who the fuck is Greg Gutfeld?
2: He's yeah, like the, I'm still not. I, I kind of know, but, I mean, I've read a little, but uh, I've never seen him.
0: Well, to all of you who don't know who Greg Gutfeld is yet, uh, God bless you. <laughs> because I wish Thank I didn't you. know who Greg Gutfeld was. I first remember Greg Gutfeld at HuffPost Post. Back uh, in the very beginning, 2005, 2006, right when it launched, right when I first started writing over there, Greg Gottfeld was also a writer over there, wrote sort of a comedic approach, kind of bashed everyone, basically the same as what he does on Fox News now. Then he went on to do a a show called... Uh, uh, Red Eye I think it was called on Fox it was like a late night but like in the middle of the night like at 3 o'clock in the morning he had his own show on Fox News then he joined (laughs) The Five which is their 5 o'clock show that uh, emerged after Glenn Beck left Fox News um, and so he's like the fifth guy. He's like the, uh, the center square <laughs> on uh, The Five. He's just like the, the comic relief who sits on the side and wisecracks. And then he's got his own late night show now called Gottfeld! Because an uh, exclamation mark at the end of it. And so on Gottfeld, he's now, I think, the number one late night talk show. <laughs> in the nation. Oh, my God. Not just on cable news. He's oh the my. number one late night. He's routinely beating Jimmy Kimmel, routinely beating Stephen Colbert, the really? network late night shows. Yes. No kidding. abso fucking And he doesn't deserve it. I don't know why. I guess people are watching out of morbid curiosity because he's one of the least funny people that I can think of. But on top of all of that, on top of being unfunny, which is a maybe a conversation for a different show... He's also a horrible, horrible human being. Just a, t- oh, a terrible, he, he, awful troll. Piece of shit. I had no idea he was married. Someone was kindly enough to marry that guy? I don't know. <laughs> if I, you know,
2: I i don't know that they're married. They might be. I don't recall the status of their relationship, but they've been together. It's a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I worry, is he as gruff with her as he is with the rest of us? Uh, you know uh, what, look. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's hes a very rude selfish person. It comes through.
0: General Patton was married too. So there's <laughs> yeah. no accounting for good taste. You know what no. I mean? No, no. But I'm all leading up to this uh, particular quote. Uh, Greg Gutfeld on, uh, I believe it was on the five this week said, we know now that the pandemic is over. The teachers unions pushed us over the cliff. It's going to happen February 1st. This is all going to be behind us. Okay, so what he means by February 1st is uh-huh. he seems to think that the pandemic is going to be over on February 1st. And I think the reason why he thinks it's going to be over on February 1st, 1st is going to be the discussion that we're going to have after we, we talk about BetterHelp here for a oh, second. Oh, oh, what a
2: uh, tease! You're such a I, tease. I know,
0: but this is uh, this is pretty awful. And how Greg Gutfeld is still on the air today is beyond me. Like, this should have summarily booted him off of television. I mean, all things being normal, if we were in a normal time, there's no way Greg Gutfeld would still be on television after what he said on The Five the other day regarding February 1st. It's fucking horrendous, especially knowing the one-year anniversary of the insurrection was just a few days ago. So we're going to talk about that and more all here uh, on the show in just a second. But first, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, if you can't seem to break through that depression, if something's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving the things that you want to achieve – don't worry about it. We've got a solution for you. Write this down. It's called BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's regular old professional therapy, but it's done securely over the internet. BetterHelp is going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. You can log into your account anytime you want. Send a message to your therapist and get a timely and thoughtful response. I do that with my doctors, and it's the greatest thing in the world to not have to wait on hold, to not have to call back, not to wait, have to wait for callbacks. You send them an email, you get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions on BetterHelp so you're not going to ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, possibly getting COVID. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash This is your address. BetterHelp.com slash that's That's H-E-L-P. Dot com slash CESCA and join the over two million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all fifty states. Here's your special offer now for Bob Seska Show listeners. Get ten percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Sesca. That's betterhelp.com slash Sesca. Thank you. The Bob Seska, seska. Show it says here Greg Gutfeld was married in 2004 so he is married I don't know how that's possible by the way this is uh, my friend Rich Turgeon and a song called Better With You it's his brand new single out right now richardturgeon.com link in the description of bobseska.com under this episode all you gotta do is you see this episode at bobseska.com click it scroll on down and you'll find the link to support Rich Turgeon and all of our independent bands here on the show bobseska.com slash music To submit. All right. You see,
2: we need that kind of music in these uh, new dark ages. (laughs) Yes. We need something happy and peppy, and I like that very much.
0: uh, Exactly what uh, David Letterman used to say about his own show. The best part of this show uh, happens twice uh, each time we play one of these independent recording artists, and so I'm more (laughs) than happy to uh, cede the bestness over to those people. So thank you for uh, all of your submissions. Thank you for sharing your music with us. Okay, uh, Greg Gutfeld <laughs> on Fox News Channel the other day, this would be uh, uh-huh. on the show The Five, uh-huh. called for a violent overthrow of the government. Oh, swell. Here, here's what he said, and I'm not going to play the tape because fuck him. It could go on indefinitely in Australia. He's talking about COVID which is right. why America is so special because our politicians know this is a country born from rising up. He was talking about how Australia used to be cool, you know, because of the Rogue warrior and because right. of a uh, 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 oh. crocodile Dundee. He said, that's, uh-huh. that's what made Australia cool. And that's I'm sure, right. I'm sure Australians love to hear that. Yeah. Um, but he said it could go on definitely COVID in Australia, which is why America is so special because our politicians know this country is born from rising up. Uh-huh. This country was born from having said, this is it. We're not doing this anymore. We are throwing the tea into the river. All right. Well, as I've been saying the last three fucking shows, uh, there was no democracy in North America. When the revolution occurred, when the Boston Tea Party occurred, we didn't have any representation in parliament, which was the government that controlled the colonies. Duh, you learn this. My God, it's probably learned on Schoolhouse Rock, if not in actual schools, that this was the case. But somehow Fox News Channel seems to forget that there was no democracy before we established democracy. (laughs) You know, first with the Articles it, it was of Confederation, a re- rebellion
2: that. against a king, uh, king. I don't King Donald. I got to remember, but it was it King was, George. They were rebelling against king, a, king That's George. right. That's right. That's right. Donald came later.
0: King Donald. <laughs> yeah, that happened in 2016. Here, uh-huh. um, this country was born from having said, "This is it. We're not doing this anymore. We are throwing the tea into the river. We are a country of fighters." And we will do it again by February 1st. There it is again. And by we're, uh, we will do it again, he means a revolution against the government because of lockdowns and because of masking and because of vaccine mandates. Because you know what, he said, we can. We got the Second Amendment. We run this country. So the Second Amendment gun-toting weirdos and assholes... <laughs> Run this country. There's one near you. Yeah, (laughs) this is exactly right. There's one in every neighborhood. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is uh, Greg Gutfeld on national television calling for a violent uprising in the United States using firearms this time. Right, right. They use this the, should not
2: yeah. this should not surprise us. Uh they've just instead of speaking in code, they're saying it out loud now. Yeah. I mean, and and uh, is that because speaking in code didn't work and they're, they're <laughs> trying maybe if we just say it straight out people will pick up on it. Uh yeah, but it is a very real threat and uh you know, we we've known this was coming. Uh, yeah. uh it it becomes the likelihood of uh, armed conflict becomes more real every day mm-hmm. and it's because it's being pushed by Oh, the Republican Party in general and Greg Gutfield among those in particular.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one who will never actually fight in any of this. Oh, I no. assure you, no, Greg, no, Gut- <laughs> Greg Gutfield has his own panic room, I'm sure, where he's going to be hiding out when the bullets start flying. I assure you. These guys are cowards. What they do is they promote this kind of shit for fun and ratings. Now. This is why they do it. This is, they know what their audience wants to hear, so they deliver that and then let the audience do all the legwork and go to prison.
2: It's the throw a stink bomb and run school of politics.
0: <laughs> yeah, which they're deriving, or maybe there's some sort of Ouroboros kind of dynamic here. This is what Donald Trump always does. Donald Trump loves to incite people and then abandon them as soon as soon as they what? get caught or no, they're in I trouble. No, Throw yeah, throws them right under the goddamn bus. Throws them under a fleet of buses, and that's how this always works. And I think one of the places uh, Donald Trump gets this is from watching Fox News Channel or listening to Rush Limbaugh, listening to AM well, talk radio. Yeah. There's yeah. There
2: have been articles recently uh, about, you know, and I, still people are uh, very angry about a lot of the things the press is writing and rightfully so, but the, that same press also brings us uh, nuggets like this, you know, uh, yeah. uh, to, to talk about this subject and and to expose it uh, f- for what, what's really happening here.
0: Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of press, I'm going to be talking to uh, Brian Karam on the show tomorrow. Ah, Brian Karam oh, is going to be yes. returning to the show. I think this will be uh, appearing Number three on the show. He's got a brand-new book out. Yep. Knowledgeable
2: and opinionated. He grew a great guy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, former reporter for uh, Playboy. He was uh, one of the guys who gave uh, Donald Trump and his henchmen the most shit from the press room mm-hmm. uh, on many occasions, uh, much to his own detriment, because he ended up having to sue the White House in order to get his press credentials back after right. they uh, took them away because he was mean to Donald Trump. Oh, he won, so though. sad. He right? Win. Uh meantime, uh, you know, carved from the same Greg Gutfeld cloth is Steve Bannon, of course. Steve oh, Bannon, oh. once again, loving himself some big government buzz uh, on uh, on his podcast the other day. Steve Bannon said, but the oligarchs day is coming. Remember, we're going to turn all the social media companies into public utilities, public utilities and get like a 7% return. And the public has to have a voice in the control of it. So this is Steve Bannon saying that big governments should take over publicly traded corporations <laughs> because they've been mean to Republicans. Yeah, right but voters, so.
2: don't. V- voters don't think that through. Voters don't. That's I don't know how that message lands with them. It's true. It's absolutely true, but I yeah. just don't know if there's uh, not nearly as valuable as drinking their own urine. That's where the money is, Bob.
0: <laughs> and remember, don't the right.
2: There's there's gold in that there urine. <laughs> But
0: Jesus, uh, not surprising because this is something they've been flirting with for some time now. Donald Trump's wanted to do it forever. But you wonder, Buzz, whether they hear themselves when they say shit like that, whether they hear the vast contradictions in this. I mean, the Republican doctrine for so many years was, as you were saying before, uh, shrink government so small that it can be drowned in the bathtub. They don't want to just shrink government. They want to destroy it entirely. I think they want to go back to separate state governments. Yeah. No no overreaching federal government uh, controlling everything. I think that's their ultimate goal, except when it comes to platforms that are mean to conservatives conservatives. Then you got to have all the socialism that you can get, all the government control, all the big government <laughs> <laughs> regulation, but a uh, polluter's by all means pollute all you want. We just got we got to I, control Facebook.
2: Know, I, I I don't see. I mean, uh, we're suffering badly now, and a major fight on our part is absolutely paramount in importance. Yeah, but I just don't see them succeeding in the long term. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, this cannot end well for them. It yeah, just can't. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully not. But in the
0: meantime, what they're doing is they're screwing over their own people, ultimately. Oh, always, yeah. Yeah, when Greg Gutfeld talks about a violent overthrow of the government or he talks about uh, shirking the COVID rules and everything like that or Mm. making excuses for going without vaccines and what – all they're doing is destroying their own people. I mean, this is – I mean, really, when we talk about deaths in this country at this point, what we're talking about are anti-vaxxers and Republicans. Are dying right now, and right. you know there's still deaths. There's, there's still people. There's still fellow Americans, and I can't quite get super gleeful about it until we, you know, except when it comes for uh, disinformers. But, people but I are, can't carry.
2: What? But I can't carry any guilt for it either. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so I think it's okay to be neutral about those passings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But what we're talking about are people who made the mistake of believing their leaders, whether they're media leaders, whether they're political leaders, they believe those people. So they they believe Donald Trump when they hand over their life savings to him, make donations to Save America PAC because they think he's going to use it to fight election voter fraud and so on.
2: Uh, mostly, I think mostly they like the club. Mostly yeah. they, they not seriously, right. yeah, Don't yeah. worry about the club. But they, but, but do worry. B- because a lot of the people are there are because their friends are there. I'm yeah. uh, talking about mentally. I'm talking about in 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 terms of quote unquote political views. Uh, they they've found a home with each other. Yeah. Uh, and and that's why this is the size that it is. And uh, that that home happens to worship uh, Donald Trump and. He, of course, and other Republicans like Ron DeSantis depend on that hoard.
0: Apparently, uh, the Republican National Committee has spent nearly $720,000 yeah. $720, in donor money alone in October and November. Just for in the span of two months, $720,000 to pay uh, Trump's legal yeah. bills.
2: Right. Can you imagine the Democratic Party? Uh, doing this for one of its people. Uh, That, if nothing else, points to something terribly, terribly corrupt here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a message we need to get through as well. Uh, And nothing's going to work as well as these televised hearings that start in February. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the other side of this coin is that um, Donald Donald Trump, or the Republican Party for that matter, hasn't spent a penny on the legal defense for some of the insurrectionists. Which is fine by me. I have no problem with that. But they're completely screwing those people over. Give us all your money so we can defend Donald Trump. But if you need any, uh, sorry, you're on your own.
2: Here again, and this is another example of the hypocrisy you mentioned, uh, they they have to see it. They have to see it and be okay with it, which underscores its hypocriticalness. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Hypocrisy. (laughs) In case any of you are worried that Donald Trump is going to somehow get away with this, Don't worry, because we have a brand new development coming out of Georgia uh, regarding Donald Trump's attempt to get, what was it, 11,000 votes out of Georgia just by asking for them. Hey, we need 11,000 votes so we can win. Where are those? Can you give us those? No, no, we can't. No, no. And by the way, we're going to send you to prison for even asking. So uh, Rachel Maddow last night had an exclusive on her show. Attorneys for Donald Trump have now met in person with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office in Georgia. That means this is a real thing. That means this prosecution appears to be moving forward. Uh, Attorney Aaron Parnas on Twitter commented... FYI this meeting would not be happening if the district attorney did not have any evidence of criminality a declination of prosecution could easily occur via a letter email or telephone call so this is this is a big fucking deal haven't i been saying that Georgia is one of those places that could be a hot spot for a Donald Trump prosecution we're talking about Georgia we're talking about Manhattan where they're filing RICO charges against Donald Trump it's oh, Kind yeah. of amazing. This
2: this is just the beginning, only the beginning, as Chicago would sing. Yeah. Uh, this is just the start of 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 what's about <laughs> to befall Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, this may be one reason, by the way, they're looking at armed insurrection on uh, February 1st. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, February will bring uh, televised hearings, and this Georgia thing. I, I noticed people online are running polls to see, okay, who's going to get him first? Manhattan D.A. Georgia. Uh, you know, and, and list the, the January 6th committee to, uh, refers him. Well, what's going to happen? You know, who's going to yeah. get it first? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're all going to get him. Uh, it, it, it will be interesting to see, uh, but it's all going to happen very, very soon. And uh, Democrats plan to uh, open these hearings in February, in prime time, and continue continue them through the summer, uh, which will be, uh, I think, oh. they hope and we believe and hope will be extremely helpful in the 22 midterm elections.
0: Oh, it's going to be must-see TV, Buzz.
2: Especially <laughs> especially since Congress members are involved, and uh, whether or not they can bring charges with them <clears> against <throat> them because it's, there's no precedent for that uh, it remains to be seen, but they're going to be called out. They're going to be exposed. They're going to be the subject of political ads. Uh, get your popcorn ready. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, meantime, Jim Jordan is deciding not to cooperate. Big surprise there. He's not going to appear uh, before the House Select Committee investigating the uh, insurrection. He,
2: yeah, He who said he had nothing to hide.
0: <laughs> exactly right. That's, that's, the, that's the looking glass that we have right. bashed our way through in this Swear country. Yeah, because remember, Buzz? I mean, we've been doing this a long time following this, uh, this these kinds of stories. And whenever someone does something like that, like Jim Jordan refusing to appear, Donald Trump refusing to appear or to turn over any documents... Before Donald Trump, the concept was when someone did that, when someone would stonewall an investigation like this, it would prove their guilt. I mean, right. it may not prove their guilt in a court of law, but in the court of public opinion, it would make them look guiltier than they already looked. And, but now this is standard operating process, it's like, fuck you, we don't care if we look guilty.
2: I don't don't remember the exact terminology, but I know prosecutors uh, tell juries that this this presents as uh, as evidence of belief of guilt. Yeah. Uh, You know that this person believes they're guilty. That's why they've taken this particular stand. And it's it's a very effective tool. Uh, The other big story that Rachel had last night, in addition to her exclusive, was uh, the, the knowing now that the National Archives was given uh... phony forged bogus documents uh... from fake uh... state electors declaring donald trump the winner in uh... wisconsin michigan and arizona And uh, this is hard evidence. Uh, This was submitted to uh, secretaries of state in in states uh, here in the U.S., to the Justice Department, to the National Archives, to the president. Uh, These forged documents were filed uh, in an attempt to steal the election. And that was part of the plot. And that's the kind of hard evidence we have. And it's just a matter now of connecting dots. Uh, I know the Jan 6 committee would like – More answers than they have, but they're pretty happy and very confident about what they have so far.
0: This was a case where they were going to get Mike Pence to reject the actual electors in lieu of these fake shadow electors who were never approved. They were never certified by the states. They just appeared out of thin air. These were phony,
2: phony documents. Yeah. Ultimately, filed in official every official way imaginable, which makes the crime even worse, uh, makes it multiple crimes. Yeah. But it was for the purpose of handing these to Mike Pence so that he would be forced to say, you know what, we need to put this to the legislatures.
0: Let me ask you a question. I'm I'm curious to get your take on this. Do you see the insurrection as a separate plot from the? Mike Pence should not uh, certify the electors
2: on January 6th. That- there were two kinds of people in that crowd that day. Yeah. The kind who were there who were Proud Boys and other such silly paramilitary <laughs> groups, uh, they, I believe, uh, are connected to the larger conspiracy. Yeah. But we, I believe, if I have this correct, correctly, the Justice Department says 70% of the 725, 727 people arrested about 70% of them are people who just came because their president told them to. Uh, They they were not there because that was what they believed and they didn't know it was going to go that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, they were there for the march and, you know, got caught up in everything that was happening there. Uh, and and so you have two kinds of defendants in, in these lower-level prosecutions. Uh, the kind who were, I think we should go. And uh, and the kind who were actually in touch with the people organizing the insurrection. Uh, there will be a connection between the Proud Boys and other such bullshit groups who were there that day. Uh, there will be a connection found, if not already, between them and and uh, Republican members of Congress, uh, and uh, officials uh, perhaps even in the Justice Department and certainly very much in the White House. So again, stock up on popcorn because uh, this, what you're hearing about this Georgia thing bubbling, what you're hearing about these forged documents submitted to the National Archives. Uh, oh man, uh, the, what, what's the word? The, the, the fecal matter is about to hit the oscillator. Uh, <laughs> words, as I believe Stephen Colbert said recently. <laughs>
0: See, I think it's all one thing. I think it's all collectively Well, the ultimately, same. Yeah,
2: yeah. Ultimately, you know, you had you had Trump in his dining room uh, for 3 hours watching TV going look at uh, look at them turn out. Look at those people mm-hmm. who love me. Yeah. And and so yeah, they were in that sense, they but they were pawns. 70% of those folks were pawns and and yeah, they were mad and yeah, they were there to raise hell and yeah, they got caught up in the crowd. It was only about a 30% who were actually connected to the guys in Congress mm-hmm. and in the White House. Uh, and and Steve Bannon and all the rest of it, who uh, you know that that was all part of the plan. Uh, the fact that all these doofuses came along was just icing on the cake and yeah. love for Donald Trump.
0: It seems to me as if uh, because Donald Trump couldn't convince Mike Pence personally to right right uh, to decertify some of those electors and replace them with the fake shadow oh, yeah. electors, if not to throw the uh, the whole thing into the house. Hence right. the insurrection where we're going to convince Mike Pence through physical intimidation. A- exactly. Say, he was yeah.
2: o- he was okay with that. And Trump didn't care which members of the crowd were there because they were doofus yeah. and which ones were there because they were tied in with the overall plan that he'd been phoning into the Willard Hotel. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, it, that's the important part. So if there's a connection, if the, if the January 6th riot, as, as it's so often called, mm-hmm. is connected to the obvious... Uh, government-level conspiracy that was underway... Uh, it, it was only because they, they got caught up in it and because they you know uh, Trump had talked them into it, but Trump was happy to use them regardless of the reason they were there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think it seems like it was more of a, uh, uh, I don't know, like a reinforcement measure. Like, alright, well, we've yeah, got this Yeah, numbers. We've got sure. this plan B, right? So if uh, I can't convince him verbally, we've got this other plan to reinforce what I have said personally with physical violence, with physical once, coercion.
2: Once again, it was about Trump getting a big crowd.
0: Yeah, and the ultimate goal was to get the uh, entire election thrown over to the House of Representatives, where Donald right. Trump would have won. If it had gone to the House, he would yep. have won because of the way the delegations stack up. So right. that's. I think it's all part of the same trajectory. We just have different prongs feeding into that end game. So, right, like right. I, you know, and, like D- Daniel and, Goldman, for example, on MSNBC was saying the other day that uh, oh, he thinks it's separate. It's like January sixth the separate from the, uh, conspiracy to, you know, decertify the electors
2: or whatever, but sort it's all, of, but it's not all the really. Same to me. Yeah. It will connect. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does connect. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Uh, again, this was, uh, there's a clear coordinated effort between, uh, the white house and, uh, members of Congress and uh, the proud boys. And that will all be made very clear. Uh, the, Trump got numbers by drawing in, you know, his lovers, his supporters. Yes. Uh, you know, you his know, to, to beef that, he, to beef that up. Uh, <laughs> right. um, uh, you know, and, and and I think that's what we're going to find out, and I think we're going to find it out very, very soon.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, there's more to come here, more things to talk about, including the one six committee. We're going to talk about that and a whole hey. lot more here coming up in just a second. We're late for a break, though, so let's wow. talk about. Uh, let's talk about. The Shadow Docket, and if you're only listening to this part of the show, the free portion of the show, and you're missing what happens on Patreon, you're only getting the first two-thirds of the show. You're entirely missing Act 3. You're you're missing the
2: exciting climax.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. Uh, The denouement, as they say in filmmaking.
2: (laughs) I like Uh, climax better. (laughs) Yeah, climax is more fun.
0: Uh, There's an additional 20 minutes of show (laughs) after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening on our Patreon. Patreon page, of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply BobSuskaShow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you... $5 per month. 1, two, three, four, 5, dollars $5 per month. And you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance.
1: Bob Seska! My chemicals are off the rails again. My heart beats too fast. My head starts to spin.
0: chris matthews i'm not talking about msnbc's chris matthews so don't even ask
2: there's
0: a different chris matthews is a song called medicate me from his album mercury and retrograde link in the description of Bobsesca.com under this episode to uh support chris matthews on spotify yep all right uh moving along here Bob, we uh Bob
2: seska plays the best music <laughs>
0: I really try, but it's not. Hey, you know, I just get lucky. They just send me the great shit, and I say, "Oh yeah,
2: that's good." I'm gonna you, put that. You on. are in, you are indeed blessed. Can we talk about Sagitt a little bit too in the uh, in the shadow docket? Today? Yes,
0: we will talk yeah. about Bob Saget.
2: Yeah, good. It's
0: always a always a dark day when we lose another Bob.
2: Bob. It's a tight knit community.
0: So let's see here. All uh, oh, right, the one six committee definitely investigating Trump now. They've moved on. Oh, yeah. They're looking at taking a close look at Donald they, Trump. They've got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, you know, look. I wish this had all started on January 7th. I really wish that uh, we're looking at Trump, we're investigating Trump, we're uh, making it so that he doesn't ever get to run for president again or whatever the punishment happens to be. That should have happened beginning January 7th. But as we all know, any of us who have followed American government, either uh, contemporaneously or throughout history, we know that the American system moves slowly.
2: Agreed that yeah. uh, agreed that this is a more urgent situation yeah. than Watergate. That much more, much more, yeah. m- everything is at stake here. Right. Uh, so the stakes are a lot higher, and there is a need for expediency. If it helps you at all, uh, this thing is moving at lightning speed compared to Watergate, according to John Dean, who was there. I,
0: you know, look, I don't know what the, I don't know what the parameters of the. Uh, the investigation have to be in order to prove his uh, direct involvement. I mean, for God's sake, he stood there behind a podium on the ellipse yeah. telling a crowd to march to the Capitol and to fight like hell. He did it. I mean, there's no equivocating about this. There's no, oh, well, there's a, may there's have a, not. he was just talking, he was talking off the cuff. It doesn't really mean it. Now of course he meant it.
2: Yeah of and there's a know. litany there's a litany of things with which he could be charged I yeah. uh, here's what I hear understand or know and that is that the committee has him on uh, criminal conspiracy and obstruction of justice. And yep. if if they were to stop there, that would be plenty. Uh, they have mm-hmm. nearly all, nearly all of the evidence they need. A lot of this hangs on Mike Pence. There's, uh, there's some very interesting uh, negotiations going on between the Pence team and uh, the January 6th committee. Uh, he may speak. He may not speak. Yeah. Uh, he's. I understand. He's gotten uh, cold feet about it. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens ultimately. But the the negotiating with him continues, and uh, that he would be a very obviously a very important part. Uh, piece uh, to this puzzle, yeah. But uh, in order to make everything uh, completely clear-cut, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's safe to assume he will be gotten on uh, criminal conspiracy and obstruction of justice.
0: I uh, look, the uh, Justice Department is is frustrating. I understand that, but we have to remember that we're in a different time now with a different standard for retaining information. And where because the,
2: they started, and be, I'm sorry, but hey, this is important, yeah. because they started at a low level, at, at the at the rioters themselves, mm-hmm. they were able to filter out those who were there because they were dumbasses from those who were there because they were connected to Steve Bannon, the Willard Hotel, and whoever else was involved in, in that, uh, as well yeah. as clearly Donald Trump. So that's why it's good that they did what they did, because it helps establish the Connection between the rioters and those in government positions.
0: I think uh, pushing the Justice Department to uh, react with more haste, to investigate with more haste. I think that's all fine. I've got no problem with uh, you know doing what you can to lobby DOJ, uh, the U.S. Attorney in D.C., uh, whoever. But I think we get into weird territory. I think we get into counterproductive territory mm-hmm. when we start really personally uh, bashing someone like Merrick Garland. For yeah, example. I have no tolerance.
2: I have no tolerance for that right now. Uh, uh, just because you haven't heard anything doesn't mean nothing's going on. Yeah, maybe they maybe they thought it would be best not to say it publicly. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, Garland clearly knows the pressure. run that he made that clear in his remarks last week. Uh, he he's not blind to what's going on here and I think he feels as urgently about this as the rest of us but he knows how he has to proceed in order to to, to win an airtight case.
0: Well, we also have some good news here to wrap up the show with. Uh, Good. Cyber Ninjas is shutting down Because Trump destroys everything he touches, right? (laughs) Uh, This is another case where you wonder, at some point, are they going to learn their lesson? Are they going to figure this out, that by uh, wrapping their arms and legs around Donald Trump's pant leg and humping away that they're eventually going to get screwed over by donald trump the closer you get to donald trump the increased likelihood is that you will get screwed over at some point by donald trump cyber ninjas does this thing they go into arizona they audit the election there in uh, maricopa county and then uh, through a series of events consequent or subsequent to that they end up uh, having to entirely shut down. What
2: I what a Ro- shame, Ro- isn't it? I think Rocky Mountain Mike said uh, having uh, cyber ninjas on your resume uh, will guarantee no job as an IT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, a super- disqualifies you. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. A superior court judge cited the company for contempt after it refused to surrender records of its vote review to the Idiots. Arizona Republic, which is seeking uh, seeking them under a freedom of information request. He levied a fifty thousand dollar a day fine on the firm until it produces the records. By week's end, lawyers said the firm was insolvent and had laid off its employees, including Doug Logan, its chief executive and one-time proponent of baseless theory that the state's voting machines had been rigged. The shutdown was confirmed on Friday by a spokesman, Rod Thompson, who said it was unclear whether the company would declare bankruptcy. This is all according to the New York Times. So suck it. You guys made your bed. You, know, you guys did this thing. Uh-huh. You, to, he, you end up in the Trump inner circle and you end up getting screwed. You end up getting screwed over. It's amazing to me, too. What's truly amazing, Buzz, are the guys who got screwed and keep coming back for more. I'm talking about Uh Steve Bannon, Rudy Giuliani. They've all been at some point thrown under the bus. Sean Spicer is still defending Donald Trump out there. Kaylee McEnany. They've all been a scapegoat at one point or another, and yet here they are still defending this guy. I don't know. What do they have what does he have on them? What it, is it It was
2: a pretty it was yeah. a pretty good business model while it lasted, you
0: know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, For yeah. each of them. Right. Know? Here's some really good news. This will yeah. this will actually wrap good. up the show here. Wonderful. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, speaking some point today uh, in uh, Atlanta yes. Yeah, yes. where he will endorse a filibuster carve out for voting mm. rights. Uh, this is I think the first time he's come out in uh, vocal yes. support of reforming the filibuster in order to get voting rights in this case. So uh, this is all good news. I hope it's enough. I hope it's enough to get them.
2: This train is gathering momentum.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we've got a couple of things on the table. The Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Both are critical to uh, guarantee voting rights next time around. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not sure exactly where they stand in terms of the details, which one contains something about gerrymandering, et cetera. but, it's the Voting uh, Rights Act, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's all a positive step to get mm-hmm. this carve out. And obviously the carve out, as we talked about on the after party, will be a uh, talking filibuster, I believe. Right. And the way that works is <laughs> it's very unlikely that the Republicans will do a talking filibuster every time they would have done a regular they'll, filibuster. They'll
2: want to think twice about it again for a change. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: So this is one of those deals where they would have to follow the strict rules, the old school Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster uh-huh. rules. Yeah, and that makes it highly unlikely that they will... Try this every single time. So what they need to do, here's what they need to do, Buzz. It was like Mm. when I was uh, working on my sketch comedy show for VH1. What we would do is we would put really obnoxious jokes that we had no intention of ever wanting to use. We would put those in the scripts. And so the network would focus on that. And then right. ignore the obnoxious ones that we wanted to keep. So,
2: the <laughs> oldest trick in show business. Yeah, actually. so what yeah. they
0: need to do is put up a, a couple pieces of legislation that they know the Republicans will do a talking filibuster on. And then put up a couple of more that they really want. That the Democrats really want to pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So while they're looking at this <laughs> thing, we're getting this other thing passed at the same time. I think it, I think that could work.
2: Beautiful. See what we can do when we put our minds to
0: it? How you can apply writing a sketch comedy show to parliamentary procedure in Congress.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's the same.
0: Yeah. Well, the shadow docket's coming up next on our Patreon page, as we were talking about before. It is patreon.com slash Show. $5 a month is going to get you the shadow docket. So don't miss out. We'll see you over there. Got more show coming up here. Another 20 minutes at least. Uh, You're missing. Does that include lunch? I don't hear any clicking. Get over there. Start clicking now. Get going. Click, click, click. See ya. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Click.
1: Across California, school food professionals are using their skills to develop recipes that incorporate fresher
2: ingredients and more scratch cooking. Learn how they're cooking up change at schoolfoodpros.org. Grant provided by California Community College's Chancellor's Office.